Well, that was a heartbreaker. The Jets went into Minnesota, rallied from a 20-3 to deficit, and came a yard short from an improbable comeback win against the Vikings. Gang Green fell 27-22 and are now 7-5 on the season. But man, did this squad put up a hell of a fight. And Jets fans, despite the tough loss, you should be encouraged about the direction of this team right now. Kaz and I will react to the tough loss, some controversial play calls down at the one-yard line and their failures in the red zone. Lots to do on a post-game edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post, and it's presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. person that locker room that they absolutely fought their tails off this team doesn't quit there's no more victories or anything like that but uh if we play like that i know we're going to win more often than not welcome back to gangs all here our new york jets podcast from the new york post this episode of gangs all here is presented by tri-state cadillac dealers visit your cadillac showroom today jake brown here alongside my co-host coming from minnesota brian costello Follow us on Twitter at Brian Cos at Jake Brown Radio. The Jets go into Minnesota and lose this one, Cos 27-22. They fall to seven and five on the season. We'll break down the play calls, the controversy, and everything in between. But surprisingly enough, I'm somewhat positive after this loss, after trailing 23, Cos. Uh, Legatron kicked the longest field goal in Jets history. Let's give it up for Greg DeLeg, a 60 yarder. Uh, the Jets no longer are in their troubled past of uh, kicker issues that we've talked about on this podcast over the years. They've found a kicker. Mike White's the guy. I'm sorry. I know he threw a lot. He had some incompletions, but this kid showed poise in the second half, guys. Uh, they came back from big deficit, had a huge second half, and Mike White's the guy. I don't want to see them go back to Zach Wilson. We'll see what he does against Buffalo, but Mike White's the guy. And then, you know, lastly, the defense of the second half showed they have cojones, Kaz. I mean, they four three and outs in the second half, started off rough in the first half, which we expected against an explosive offense, but they showed up in the second half and kept this team in this game. They fought back, but when you get to the red zone six times and score just one touchdown, you don't deserve to win. And that was the story for the Jets when they got close to scoring, guys. Yeah, I think it's easy, Jake, to break down, right? I mean, I think I'm encouraged that you're not overreacting to the loss because I feel like every week is an overreaction with the Jets. But this week, Jets fans should not be overreacting to this. Like, if you look at it, you know, well, if Braxton Berrios catches that ball, the Jets win the game, right? If the Jets score one touchdown in the five trips where they didn't score, the Jets win the game. So – 
it's pretty easy to pinpoint where this went wrong. And it's not like a total failure, like a couple weeks ago in New England, where they couldn't do anything on the offense. You know, and they played this. Let's give the Vikings credit. Vikings are 10 and 2 for a reason. And they've won games like this all year. Like, if you look at their scores, it's crazy. Their point differential, uh, they're probably plus 10 now for the season, I think. Right. So that's nuts. Um, and they just, could, just couldn't find a way in the red zone. And uh, the defense started. Not started slow. It was just it was kind of that middle, that second quarter. They just didn't they didn't play very well. They had that one long drive where they had some penalties. They gave us some long plays. There were some coverage breakdowns. They they didn't play their best game, but like you said, the second half they played much better. Uh, Justin Jefferson got them on the one touchdown. But if you're walking away from this, you got to be encouraged. I think as a Jets fan because. These, you're, you're in the game in the fourth quarter every week. That's all you can really ask for in the NFL. And you're going to you're gonna lose some of those games, but you know, you're going to win your share too if you play like that. So I, I think this has to be encouraging. This team was one yard from a win, guys. I mean, plain and simple. They were one yard away, the Berrios drop, and then this game is over. And like you said, this was a Vikings team that scores a lot. Kirk Cousins, they held under 200 yards. You know, the run game didn't dominate. They played well enough to win this game. You know, let's talk about what everyone's talking about on that. You know, the the big drive, 27-22, Jets ball, 5.30 to go. First off, that completion to Corey Davis for 31 yards was remarkable. I mean, that throw, Kaz, you want to talk about Mike Francesa, he's a window thrower. Mike White was a window thrower on that play. That was a beautifully delivered ball to Corey Davis. And when that happened, I was, I was, I was here by my side. I was screaming. I mean, I was so hyped up, and that wouldn't have happened uh, with quarterbacks and Jets pass. The bigger thing, Jake, and I'm not sure, you know, watching a lot. I, I wasn't watching the TV feed, so I don't know what they showed. But third and 10, the play before the Corey Davis throw. Mike White got absolutely destroyed by Daniel Hunter. Like, destroyed. He was laying on the ground. He wasn't moving. And it was like, you know, Connor's next to me. He's like, he's hurt. He's hurt. And, you know, I'm looking through the binoculars. And he was down, and he shook it off got up but then you're you're like okay so it's fourth and 10 at that point there was 347 left in the game and the jets have three timeouts i was thinking punt i was thinking punt it pin the vikings deep play defense use your timeouts get the ball back and live to fight another day yeah i was a little surprised that they went for it there your quarterback is basically like pulling himself up off the ground so he comes out and makes that throw to Corey Davis for 31 yards. Like you said, poise before Jake, like that's balls. Like he showed his balls on that play. It was like, holy crap. Like that was the most impressive throw uh, I've seen him make. Cause it, it was just considering what happened right before then. So, yeah, I mean, and like, I, I don't think there's a, even a question right now who the quarterback is next week. Like, yeah, I know Jets fans wanted them to say Mike White's the quarterback for the rest of the season, but there's so much football left to be played. You don't know what's going to happen. If the Jets somehow fall out of this and they're playing Miami, there's nothing to play for. Yeah, maybe you play Zach Wilson in that game just to see if he's figured things out. But, but for right now, like while they are in the race here, until further notice, until he completely like has a terrible game, Mike White's the quarterback. And but he wasn't great today. Uh, there was you know issues early on in the game. He, I thought he looked a little shaky to start the game. I don't really blame him for the interception. That was a deflection on the first drive, but he just looked a little off. And he was, he was taking a, you know, they, I, they clearly wanted to take the short checkdown stuff against the Vikings, but it was a little much on like, you know, third and eight throwing a four yard pass to Ty Johnson. That was getting a little annoying. But yeah, overall, like he, the fourth quarter, he freaking put them on his back, and he, he played pretty well. And, and then. 
The other guys, Jake, we got three. I'll talk about Garrett Wilson. I'm sure you're going to get hit him because he was just, you know, he just showed what he's made of today too. And he's going to be a very special player. Yeah. I don't know. Your pun wasn't intended when he said hit him because again, he's showing he's him, him, uh, him. he is him 144. I mean, he's just special, but you know, I want to continue that drive. Cause this is what everyone's talking about here is that. So, the, so they get to the red zone again for a fifth time, first and goal at the Vikings four. bam Knight three yards. Boom. Perfect. Second and goal bam Knight at the one looked like he was going backwards. He worked his way back to the one. Again, we, we always say this guy doesn't like to go down. Then it's where where it gets a little tricky. Third and goal here. I think Lafleur just got too cute. That throw attempt to Garrett Wilson wasn't anywhere close to him. I know he kind of fell over a little bit. I didn't understand that play call, Kaz. I thought you know maybe do the QB sneak. You know it worked before, although it, you know the the refs didn't see it that way, it, and it wasn't pretty. I might have not done that, but why not let Bam Knight try to get a yard again? Or get creative. Give it off to the fullback. Have Barrios in motion. Give it to him. Who the hell's the fullback? I don't know. Give it. Give it to Conklin. <laughs> Let Conklin score in his own home. Fullback on this team. Oh, give it I to anyone know. else. I they got too cute. What do you think of that third I, down call? I was fine with the third down call. It looked like they had a miscommunication. Now I don't think we asked them about this after the game, but it looked like Wilson. You know, White thought he was going to go to the corner. He threw it deep to the corner, and Wilson kind of cut the route off. So I'm not sure what happened on that play. I haven't seen it played back. But Jake, I think if you go back to the series before that in the red zone, the one that, where White ended up scoring on the sneak. First and three, Bam Knight loses two yards, right? So, so they, they had lost two yards on the drive before. I think that's probably in Mike White's head a little bit. They weren't having a lot of success running the ball down there. And like, yes, you could call quarterback sneak every time you're on the one yard line. I'm a fan of the quarterback sneak, but I under, I do understand it's not going to work every single time. I would have tried something cuter on second down and then maybe go back to the run on third and not do it back to back on first and second. I, I didn't understand that Wilson throw. I didn't have a problem with it, really. I thought it was fine. I thought LaFleur did a really good job in the second half because the running game was non-existent in the first half and he figured out a way to get it going with – he would. He got the receivers involved. He was doing some stuff out of different formations. He was putting Barrios in the backfield. He was doing. He did a pretty good job in the second half. I thought. Yeah. Then fourth down. I thought the throw was good enough that Barrios should catch that. Did you think it was a little behind him or? It was like a, a little behind him, but he should still should catch it. As Barrios said himself, Barrios like, well, like it's fourth down, and Mike White has the pass rush bearing down on him. He has a million people running around doing all this different stuff. Hard for him to make, you know, a perfect, perfect throw. He made the throw was good enough. He should have caught the ball. Um, and it really, if you look at it, Barrios had in his hands, he was p- trying to pull it into his body, and that's when he dropped it. And I'm not sure. It looked like uh, the linebacker may have affected him a little bit. Like he, he, I didn't think, I don't think he got his hand on the ball, but he may have gotten into Barrios's vision a little bit. He made a nice play on the ball. But yeah, you, you feel like, you know, you got to make a play for your quarterback there. Yeah, and listen, they end up getting the ball back. The defense, again, a three and out. If they hadn't done it enough, a couple of, you know, you could argue they get the Ty Johnson play. Then they get the first down to Wilson. Yeah, 18 yards, yeah. And then instead of spiking the ball, they ran a play. And I didn't I didn't like this because I guess an incompletion is a spike, but they took forever to get to the line. And then there were 32 seconds left after you end up running that incompletion. Wouldn't you have spiked it there at first down? I hate the spike. I hate it. I feel like it's a wasted play. It's just a wasted play. Yeah, they they should have gotten they should have gotten the playoff quicker. I mean, I I think you know what you do there, right? Because if I remember right, Johnson went out of bounds, right, to stop the clock after first down. He got six year pass. So you're basically you're calling two plays there. The next on that you're saying, okay, here here we go. Here are the two plays. 
and you know you have them set i i have to watch that series back as like look jake my job is to write a story and send it the minute the clock hits zero so i'm not always watching as intently at the end of the game as i am at the beginning of the game i'm, I'm just kind of I'm, i have one eye on it so i gotta watch those plays back in the red zone I was watching all of them, but to process it, I wasn't processing the game completely then. But I, I didn't really, you know, I, I got to watch them. I didn't have an issue with the play calling there, really. And, and I, I hate the I hate the ground in the ball in a lot of cases. I just think it would have saved some time and it would have made kind of a difference there. Then they get Maybe. the two incompletions. And then what'd you see if you saw anything on the last play? What was he trying to he do? He was there? just forcing the ball. You know, he talked about it. They, they just put every eligible receiver in the end zone, right? Because there's no reason. To, to come up short of the end zone there with 16 seconds left and no timeouts. So he, everyone was in the end zone. They, he said they did a really good job. I think it was he were covering Conklin and more. And he saw Corey Davis in the middle. He felt like that was the best chance. He, you know, White explained it. He said, I didn't want the game to end with the ball in my hand. He didn't want to get sacked. So he just forced it to Davis and, you know, the safety was there to jump it. But I I, I can't kill him for that. He's, he's just trying to force something there on fourth and 10. 31 for 57, 369 yards, two picks. One of them not really his fall, though. It was a little behind him. That was tipped. Uh, you know, he had plays he could have made. But overall, I loved what I saw. And he, honestly, even when the game was 20 to 6, I had a weird feeling they were still going to win this game. I like yeah, felt I thought they were going to win it until the end. I thought I really thought they were going to win it the end. I, I had a version of my story written where they 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 won the game, Jake. If you know, it'll be in the Brian Costello box set when I release that someday. <laughs> we should start releasing these phantom stories, like uh, 2006 Mets World Series tickets. Yeah, yeah, I had a good lead. I had a good lead for that. I have a I I do I had a story about the 2006 World Series, Jake. Too, I covered Game Seven against the Cardinals, so I, I had a story written that night. So too, you do have a Mets phantom 2006 World yeah, Series? Yeah, sure there's story. something somewhere. Wow. Yeah. You gotta but, find that in the attic. That's a good yeah. One. It was um yeah. I I here's the thing, Jake. Mike White cannot throw the ball 57 times, right? So 57, and I think it was 58 dropbacks. I think they might have went to the they they quit on the run a little bit early, but it was 20 to six, so it's hard to argue. Well, no, but they I thought even in, like the first half, how many he threw 26 times in the first half. He was sacked once, so 27 dropbacks in the first half versus nine runs. Like I don't give a crap if you're down, you're down a little bit in the first half. Like you have a whole second half to come back. Do not that. There's no excuse like to throw the ball when you get down in the first half. So I thought they kind of abandoned the run early. Then they then I thought they found it in the third quarter. He started running the ball better. Um, and then yeah, like there there were times at the end there where he had to throw a lot. But it's not a recipe for success with almost any quarterback when you're throwing this much. And you saw it, this was the kind of what they did early in the season with Flacco. Right. Flacco was throwing almost 60 times a game. So, yeah, it got out of whack. And I'm not one I've never called plays in the NFL, so I don't know how it goes. But I know when Michael LaFleur looks at this and says, 50, you know, sees 58 throws or whatever to 24 runs, that's that's not a recipe for winning. Yeah. And listen, James Robinson was pissed off this week when he talked to you guys and he was four for 10 today. Uh, so, you know, he didn't exactly get many opportunities. He didn't do much of those four runs, not all on him. Can we revisit yeah, here the, trade we go, the trade podcast? Yeah. Can we revisit the trade podcast? Let me sip my tea while you talk about this. I, I just remember this, you know, James Robinson trade, home run. And I remember one person on the podcast said, like, they should just stick with what they have. There's this guy, Bam Knight. He was good in the summer, impressed. You know, he, Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, they could probably live with those trio, not give up a draft pick. For a guy who's probably just a replacement level player, average player, I don't know. I don't know. What did, what did Bam Knight do today? Okay. 
oh, 15 rushes for 90 yards, including a 48-yard run. And he looked like the second most explosive guy on the Jets offense today, right? So, I don't know. I, well, I guess we got to say, well, for now, we got to say, I guess Kaz is right on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and also, I, I don't know. I I thought if that's the case and Rob's not the guy, why not give Ty a few more runs? Why not, you know? Well, Ty Johnson was like the third down. I mean, I have to watch his back, but it felt like he caught every third down pass. He got six passes for 38 yards. The longest was eight yards. But like, I, how many of those were on third down? I'd like to count them up because it felt like every third down they threw to Ty Johnson. You have enough receivers. Why not get more? More had one for ten. Why not get more something? Barrios something. I mean, do one of those little you know tosses or you know the reverse. You know, I reverse. They, they did run an end around to Elijah Moore, right? They gave him a run, which he made a beautiful cut on. He was dead in the backfield and made a nice cut. I see a few of those. Why? Why stop at one? Why? Why just end it there? I would do a little bit more. But you, you talk about Bam. That's why. Like on third, why get cute with Wilson? Like. He is a ferocious running back. We've already seen early here in his two NFL games. I just thought, try it one, one more time. One I did I did think the Jets' offensive line got dominated at times today by the Vikings' defensive line. That was one area that was not good. And they made the change in the second quarter from Max Mitchell to George Fant at right tackle. And then Fant commits a, just a horrible penalty in the red zone where he blocks the guy in the back, which he, he blocked the guy in the back. So, uh, you know, though, I think that all, I think I don't know if they trusted the offensive line there, Jake. I don't think it's you say like Bam Knight. I don't think it's really about Bam Knight or the running backs. I think it's about the the line in that situation and not having full faith. And look, Mike White barely got in on the quarterback sneak, right? They had to review it and he he got he might have been an inch over the goal line to score the touchdown. So it wasn't like they were pushing people around up front uh against the Vikings. It is interesting that on the field they called that. Uh, a turnover and downs because his body was clearly over like on the play. I guess they just didn't see it. And it was a big, it was hard to tell where the ball was. Right. And like yeah. White said after the game, he thought about reaching it out, but someone was holding his arm. And so like he couldn't, and you know, uh, I think I think it's hard for the referees to know where the ball is on, on a play like that. I don't think he was clear. His body wasn't clearly over. Like you had to watch the replay a few times to see it. The overhead view, I thought was the best view. Listen, I think all uh, most Jets fans are in agreement that they're encouraged because this is a team that went up against, a, let's just call them a major contender, a 10 and two. You got to call them a Super Bowl contender. And they fall to the end, which tells you going into Buffalo and winning isn't an impossibility. Going to Miami the last week and winning is an impossibility. Going to Seattle on a Seahawks team that barely squeaked by, you know, third string quarterback in the Rams is not uh, an impossibility. So, and then, you know, you hope you could, you know, write right in and the Lions of Jack. You know who looks better, Jake? The Lions are playing well. Lions are playing well, man. Yeah, those I, that, that is yeah. that is not a gimme anymore. So I think the Jaguars is a gimme. And right, I heard Trevor Lawrence got hurt today. He came uh, back in though. He yeah. came back in. It okay. looked like a serious injury. Yeah. By so the way, speaking of serious injuries, a quarterback, the Jets' next quarterback next year yeah. maybe. Uh, he's out for the year with a broken foot, I believe. So. Jimmy yeah. Brown. Yeah. So yeah, I, I. But like that Lions game doesn't look as quite as as well. You know, we penciled that in as a win. You know, but they, like, look, we we said it last week, and they got to win one of these road games, and then win the two games at home, and that gets you to ten. 
and that should be good enough. And luckily for the Jets, the Chargers are still the Chargers. They found a way to lose to the Raiders today, right? So they're still behind. They're still behind the Jets. They still control their playoff fate. You know, I, I really think if they can win one of those road games and win the two home games, they're set. That's the only tough thing. You're in the offseason thinking about this game one yard short. You're going to go to the offseason. If, if this is if you don't make it, you're going to go to the offseason thinking about the Zach Wilson 10 3 punt return, terrible game. You're going to go all the offseason, think about the Zach Wilson game against the Patriots at home and those three losses and be like, damn, if we just took one of those. And that's what's. But that's I'm most of the teams about. in the NFL, Jake. And you're now, that means the Jets have graduated into the category of most of the teams in the NFL. The Cleveland Browns, if they miss the playoffs, they're going to be going, oh, how do we lose that Jets game in week two? How the heck did we manage to lose that? Right. Like the, there's the, there's that's so many teams in the NFL have that kind of thing. You're you're a player two away. The Jets haven't been there in a while. The Jets have been getting blown out. So this is this is progress that, that they've joined. They're not in the upper tier, but they're in the middle tier now. And that game ended. I knew I wasn't going to scream because I was like, wow, they really fought to the end. And that's a team I want to root for. That's a team you want to go to MetLife Stadium. Well, not really MetLife Stadium, but, you know. Hey, uh, let's, let's hold on there, Jake, for a second. I just want to give you a thought. So this was my second time at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, the first time was for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is always a little weird, right? It's it's not the fans of the, you know, it's not the home fans. It's, it's always a little just kind of like a weird environment, game environment, like a show. And there's a lot of people there who aren't crazy fans. This atmosphere at this game today was the best atmosphere I've been at at an NFL game since I don't know when. Like I, I came than Kansas City, better than Kansas City, really? Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. Probably that. That's a similar one, but like the stadium is awesome. It's just awesome. It's beautiful. It's just perfect. And then they get the fans into the game. The whole skull thing is cool in person. They're banging the drum. They, you know, they had they they did fake snow, Jake, before the game. There was fake snow coming down from the roof. Yeah, right. I won't even talk about the s'mores that they had at halftime with open <laughs> flames in the press box to roast your marshmallows on. Wow, fire hazards. We don't care. Let's go. I'm in. Beats the mozzarella sticks. <laughs> Beats the rigatoni. Yeah, but like, look, they. This place is just is awesome, and like they got a cool thing going there. Uh, I don't know what the Vikings' future looks like, but if you ever get the chance, it'd be worth going to to see this game. Hopefully, you know the Jets will be here in eight years or, or so. Uh, I guess the the new scheduling format they could be here earlier, but it's if, especially if the trip was in September and not December, you'd you'd want to make the trip. It's a very very cool atmosphere. It sounds like if the New York Post doesn't work out for you, Kaz, you're going to the Minnesota Star no, Tribune. I could not, I could not live Gazette? here. What's I could not, I could not live here. Is it just because the weather? Or is oh, it just... so cold. Yeah. It's too cold, and the people are too nice. <laughs> yeah, you need some mean like, people. I agree. Whole, I like mean people. The whole people. Minnesota nice stuff, like, I, I, I get it, but, oh, it just wears me out. How many like, times I, did you hear, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry? <laughs> no, they're just, uh, you know, they're just so nice. It's like, you know, I. Pleasantville. Um, yeah, I'm jaded from, you know, Jersey, New York. I I, I need a little bit of, of sarcasm in my life. 
Yeah, no, that's how I feel when I go home to, you know, when I go to Charlotte and I go to South Carolina, my dad will just drive by waving at people. I'm like, what are you waving to this stranger walking by? Like, you don't know who they are. So uh, the niceness and the hospitality does bother me. So that that shows that we're, you know, we're New York tough or New Jersey tough, whatever you want to call. It. But yeah, I mean, I, it is amazing when you think about what if you went there eight times a year, you'd, you'd be in a lot better spirits than making the trip to the swamps. You know, the standings helped on Sunday. We go through it. You said the Chargers, the big loss. They are now six and six. And what was important about their loss to cause is it's a conference loss. So now they're four and four in the conference. The Jets are five and four in the conference. Thursday, you know, people were tweeting me, who do you want to win? And I'm like, probably the Bills, but I'm happy either way. The Bills end up winning. Yeah, because I, I saw ESPN analytics had the playoff percentages, and I, I don't know how they figure all that stuff out, but the, the Jets' chances of making the playoffs went up when the Bills won that game. So I think that was the way you wanted it to go. Miami also loses, which was big. They fall to eight and four. The bad side of that is Jets make the if the Jets hold on to seven now the way it is. Kansas, Kansas City, City, here we yeah. come. <laughs> Going for some ribs. So let me uh, call Lawrence Tynes and see if he's got an extra spare room for me. Because uh, I don't, I don't know if I'd make the Kansas City trip. So, but that's but they lead the time. I mean, you hope Miami keeps losing and it comes down to that last game and then you win and beat them. And that's big. And now, you know, you control your own destiny going to Buffalo. And we'll preview that game on Thursday's show. But the standings are very, very interesting. The Ravens, I mean, that came down to the wire. I mean, Lamar Jackson got hurt, but it took till the very end. That would have been a huge loss. Unfortunately, the Titans lose, but that division is so irrelevant because they're the only team that's in it right now. And, you know, you have to, in the back of your head here as as a Jets fan, keep an eye on the Raiders and Browns. Nothing's going to happen. And the Steelers, because they are all five and seven. You know, Watson came back today and won, although it was ugly. It was a defensive battle there. Uh, so those are a couple teams that you need to watch. But the positives, Mike White, gut, and like you said, they did it in the atmosphere, the fourth down play with that place going nuts. He makes that completion. And you mentioned it earlier, Garrett Wilson could end up being one of the greatest Jets draft picks of all time. Yeah, I mean, this, this draft class is something because Sauce played well today too. Uh, and he had a penalty, but other than that, it was pretty well and – that obviously Brees Hall before he got hurt. Um, I, and I think who's the offensive rookie of the year right now, Jay? Who's the leading candidate for offensive rookie of the year? Because Garrett has to be in the conversation, right? I would imagine it's it's him. <laughs> you think he's the I mean, leader? I mean, well, I don't think I he was see. the like who was like Sauce has kind of been the guy, and Brees was the guy for a while there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think Walker Alave, Alave yes. is yeah Watson. Ooh. Yeah. So, but I mean, Gary Wilson, Wilson looks better than those options. Yeah. It's either yeah. Walker or Wilson, I think. I mean, how about, how about if they have the offensive and defensive rookies of the year? I mean, that'd be, that might make you forget that the GM screwed up the quarterback pick, Jake. Right? <laughs> yeah, it might. Yeah. It might. Joe Douglas has got his fingers crossed. Yeah. That, that might make, make up for it. And, you know, we, I guess we can't mention the quarterback of the offseason with Garoppolo with the broken. I mean, I assume he'll be back next season, but he might have taken his last snap in San Francisco. But the way Mike White's playing, I don't want to rule out him as the quarterback of the Jets' no, future. You, can't you just out. can't. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the interesting thing with him is he's a free agent too, Jake. Right. So, like, Mike White about of, to get paid. Well, what kind of contract does Mike White get? Like it's that's going to be a fascinating decision. We got Josh McCown on the show to give him some uh, contractual advice on <laughs> backup quarterback. We should ask Revis when we had Revis on to give him some contractual advice. That that's the guy. 
The Jets are seven and five. All is okay. Take deep breath. We'll preview the game on Thursday, uh, on Sunday, on Thursday's podcast in Buffalo. That's gonna be a good one. I haven't checked I the see, weather yet. But, did I see the opening uh, line was nine and a half, Jake? That's, is that right? I mean, they're begging you to hammer the Jets if that's the case. Uh, by the way, no snow for now. It says forty-one sunny. Yeah. no snow Sunday, so no Bills, six feet of snow. Bills nine and a half point favorites. Wow. That's, That's a lot. disrespectful. That is disrespectful. Put yeah. some respect on the name of Mike White. Mike it's White. weird. I, I don't know. Like, how could they be three point? How could they be three point dogs at Minnesota and nine and a half point dogs at Buffalo? Right? Yeah, I really don't weird. understand the odds sometimes. Yeah. Well, they clearly don't respect Minnesota. And listen, they we talked about their defense. Their passing defense isn't great. And Mike White, yeah, but they're Ben, Ben, but don't break. Like yeah. sometimes that works, man. Yeah. They, they like that was Ben, but don't break today. They, they give a lot of yards, but they, they didn't give a lot of points. And Greg Zerline, Jake, whew. we have a kicker. We have a kicker. We talked about who, who? I'm trying to think if we go through Vedvik, Pinheiro, Canazar, Canazar, Canazar. I don't even, <laughs> even know their names anymore. Yeah. These guys, Jets kickers. They finally have a kicker and. You know, he kept it, you know, Lawrence Hines would appreciate that. Sam Ficken, Randy Bullock, you know, there's there's been some bad ones. And it's important because he really did keep them in that game. We talk about they need to score in the red zone, but he misses one of those. And that, you know, the Barrios play, none of that even happens. So you got to give credit to Greg the leg. We'll close with this, cause That T-shirt with your face on it that someone tweeted you. I would like a copy. So whoever's listening to this. I would wear that on the podcast. Would you wear that shirt with your face on it? Mm, I don't know, Jake. I'd have to think about that. I did get a text from my wife that was three letters. You, WTF, you can guess. <laughs> you know. Yes, that was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Jets Twitter, Jake. They're very creative folks, you know. The problem is it needs to be designed a little bit better. I think it was someone named Aiden. That, I think, well, I think it was pretty rough, rough Twitter draft. You know, I mean, I think it's just a start. It says New York Post, and then it's like in green letter, Brian Cos. You're in your blue shirt, looking at your phone with a little credential. What, what are you holding? It is that a newspaper? It's my no notebook. It looks like a burrito or a newspaper. It's a notebook. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. In shorts, yeah. You look, you look, sl- you look slim. You look good. That's a good one. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm buying that shirt. All right, we'll, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll make maybe it. Maybe we can, maybe we can raise some money. Tell yeah. that shirts. Yeah. Let's let's pick a charity, raise some money. Yeah. Every Jets win, we'll do a Brady Quinn. We'll uh, we'll give away shirts and we'll donate to charity. <laughs> Boom. There we go. All right, we'll close out this episode of Gangs All Here next. Um, I mean that boy's a dog, man, and uh, that boy a dog for real. Um, he was out there controlling controlling the huddle and, and keeping it. Um, never letting the moment get too big, man. It's, it's, it was cool to see, you know, looking back on it now, it's cool to, cool to think about. So, um, you know, I know that I go to work for that boy. He, he got something special about him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Alrighty, that'll say adios to episode 127 of Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Josh Crawford for helping me in producing the show. Catch up on all old episodes you may have missed by subscribing to Gangs All Here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube page to watch full uncut episodes of the show and clips. Follow us on Twitter at Brian Cos and tweet me at Jake Brown Radio. If you want to be featured, on the next episode dropping on Thursday morning, call us. Leave us a voicemail. You have until noon on Wednesday to do so. We want to hear from you after the loss. Are you encouraged? Are you discouraged? Are you pissed off? Let us know how you're feeling, your questions, your comments, your concerns. The voicemail number is 646-974-4942. That's 646-974-4942. Let us know your name, where you're from and give us your message. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. We'll be back on Thursday to preview the big game in Buffalo. Looks like there won't be snow. The Jets got a shot. They're playing these good teams tough till the end. And this one in Buffalo, I don't expect to be anything different. And man, it would be huge if the Jets could get their eighth win before those games that are winnable against the Lions and Jags. And then get yourself to 10 before those last two weeks and you're in a great position. So a big game to preview on Thursday. We'll do it right here on Gangs All Here, folks. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, we're going to keep battling. So a group of warriors, and, you know, I'm proud to be a part of this team.